Good morning, church. How are you? Happy 2021. We have to get used to saying that. First of all, you should all give yourselves a pat on the back before you sit down because you survived 2020. So give yourselves a pat on the back. Grab a seat. Just get myself sorted here. in place beautiful so how are you you're all good you're all alive you have to uh, smile at me with your eyes can you do that just have a practice now because I'm a bit of a feeler I need to see you smiling so if you smile with your eyes I'll be I'll be good well welcome to those watching online to a shout out to Bob and Mark Herford who I know uh, are watching and all those people who are holidaying on the beach hope you're having a fabulous time So the title of my message this morning is Let It Go. Everyone say, let it go. Let it go. I know. Sing the song. Sing it for me, people. Let it go. Let it go. Do we have any Frozen fans here? I loved Frozen so much that um, my my youngest son gave me the soundtrack to it, so I listened to it in the car. Don't judge me. I like to turn it up really loud. Um, Yeah, it's a cool cool movie. So that's the title of my uh, message. My subtitle is Flying Ducks. I'll explain why in a moment. So if you're anything like me, you might like... I'm just getting my props up here. You might like all your ducks in a row. Who likes the ducks in a row? Come on, there's a lot of people who do. Put your hands up. (laughs) Confess. Come on. Jed. I wouldn't have expected that of you, Jed, but that's good. So uh, I'm a thinker-feeler. The thinker part of me, I like my ducks in a row. And I like them all swimming around in perfect formation in the pool. So, you know, as we started the year 2020, um, most of us had a paper diary. Who likes paper diaries? I like a paper diary. And a Google calendar. I like both because you can never be too safe, right? Uh, We have Google calendar at work so we can all synchronise. So it's good. You can synchronise when you're going away, but we didn't do that in 2020. Synchronised parties, we didn't do that. That's right. So imagine that this little um, mirror here is the calendar at the start of 2020. Uh, Some of you, if you're really well organised, you'll have a whiteboard wall calendar. Who had that? Ben mentioned that last year. Uh, Gradually, little by little, all those events got scrapped off it. So this is the calendar. And uh, at the beginning of the year, we all put our little ducks in the calendar. So here they are. All those conferences we were going to attend that got cancelled. All those big events, all those trips. Anyone planned an overseas trip that got canned? And you imagine all these little duckies coming to the edge of the pool. Aren't they beautiful? Waddling in the water, swimming around in perfect synchronicity, like synchronised swimmers. Here they all are. You know what's going to happen, don't you? Just balance them on here beautifully. So we put them all in there. And 2020 happened. If you're in the uh, front row or the second row, you may need to duck. 2020 hit us and that's what happened to the ducks. There were no ducks in a row. Not only were they not in the row, they weren't even in the pool, right? That's how 2020 went. So uh, that's why I've titled my message, uh, Flying Ducks. So for me personally, 2020 was a pretty tough year. We started with those crazy bushfires this time last year. We were in a thick blanket of smoke. It wasn't from the smoke machine. 
Um, the year prior, many of you would know, I actually um, was properly, properly diagnosed. I've kind of been getting shorter of breath all the time. It took a few years for it to be diagnosed, but I was diagnosed with a rare respiratory condition. One in 400,000 people have it. Woohoo! Uh, called subglottic stenosis, where scar tissue basically grows in my trachea. Not much fun. So I had emergency surgery in 2019. And then I had the same surgery again last year in September. So unfortunately, the heavy smoke was pretty, uh, pretty challenging for me. Um, I kind of had started lockdown before lockdown of COVID, trying to stay away from that smoke. Remember what it was like in our lounge rooms? Remember one morning, just the sun coming in and just seeing that haze of smoke. And that was with the doors closed and the snakes up to the doors. So it was pretty... It was pretty uh, smoky and awful for me. It was awful for everyone. Then in early March last year, I found out that my dad was seriously ill. And in fact, when my younger brother first contacted me, uh, the doctors had said he only had days to live. God had a different plan, of course. Um, and my extended family situation was kind of complicated. So then in that same week that I found out that my dad was seriously ill the nation went into lockdown. So that's how my 2020 started. So by March 2020, it was abundantly clear to me that the ducks were not in a row. They were not in a row. And the next few months were incredibly difficult for us as a nation, for the nations, and this continues right now. Just want to remind you, of course, Mary and I had a good conversation before church started. God's still on the throne, right? He is large and in charge, as Pastor Kev would say. And nothing takes him by surprise. This virus doesn't take him. He didn't cause it, but he's not perturbed by it, right? So, um, so last year was hard for me. Um, my breathing got worse at the beginning of the year. My I was visiting my dad in Yass Hospital and Canberra Hospital. And so as I was praying this morning, I really felt the message for today for you guys, it's been a word for me, but I believe it'll be a word for you too, is let it go. Let it go. There's some things we're not supposed to carry, right? So I want to look today at Hebrews 12, 1 to 3 from the Amplified. So I like what Joyce Meyer says. She says sometimes we don't need a new word, we just need a now word, right? So this is a now word for you, something to meditate on. I want to ask you, what if we started this year by letting go of all that has weighed us down, letting go of all that has tripped us up, all that has entangled us, wounded us and held us back. What if you made a decision today to do that, to lay down those things and start 2021 afresh? What if I made a decision? What if you made a decision today to throw off those things, to strip off those unnecessary weights to let go of the wounds that have pierced us, to give that to Jesus, to let go of the need to be in control. Any control freaks here? Anyone like everything all perfect? To let go and let God. Here's the thing. That sounds impossible to do. The reality is it is impossible when I try and do it in my own strength. But I love Luke 137. Nothing is impossible with God. When we lean on him... 
when we unburden ourselves with Jesus, nothing is impossible. You know what? There are so many weights. God said this to me so many times in 2020. You know what, Felicity? You don't have to carry that weight around. You can give it to me. There's stuff we don't need to carry around. Jesus died on the cross to take it away. So let me encourage you this morning from Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Are you ready? Let's look at the word. If you've got your Bibles, let's open it up. The guys are going to put it on the screen. So verse 1, let's start at the beginning. Always good to start at the beginning. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness. So I want you to picture right now, in Hebrews 11, it talks about the hall of faith. You've all heard about that, right? All of the men and women of faith who actually have gone before us and paved the way. So I want you to imagine them actually standing around the edges of the auditorium. Picture them right now. I want you to imagine Noah with his hammer in hand. I'm assuming he would have used something like this in Bible times. I want you to imagine him saying to you, I want you to keep on building. Keep on building. Whatever the God dream is, whatever the dream is that God's put in your heart, keep on building. That's what Noah did. Against all odds, he did something that was remarkable. He built an ark when there had never been rain. How amazing. There's just been firmament. Let's look at what Noah did. He's an incredible man. We always think of him with a kid's church story, but think of what he did. It's actually incredible. Hebrews 11.7 says this. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen. Everyone say not yet seen. That sounds like 2020, doesn't it? One of the most common remarks that I heard on New Year's Eve was people saw things that they'd never seen. So by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. Wow. He'd never seen rain and yet he did what God told him to do. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. What, how incredible that he did that by faith when he'd never seen rain. How about Abraham? I want you to imagine Abraham looking off, standing here right on the edge without falling off, looking off into the distance, past the Nepean River, past Penrith, past Parramatta, past the city, straight off into the Pacific Ocean. I want you to imagine him saying to you, keep moving forward, even if you don't know where you're going. Even if you don't know where you're going. Again, Hebrews 11.8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. Listen to this bit. Even though he did not know where he was going. Did you find yourself in 2020 thinking, I don't know where I'm going? Did you ever find that? A few times I did, I thought, I don't know where this is going to take me. I don't know where I'm going. But here's the thing. You know who you're going with, right? We're going with God. You know who's leading you? Jesus, the good shepherd. So do I need to know where I'm going all the time? No, actually I don't. 
I like, I like the GPS. I like to know where I'm going. But guess what? All you need to know is who you're going with. Jesus. He's the good shepherd, right? Hallelujah. 2020, clouded with uncertainty. Impossible to make plans. They kept getting cancelled. In the end, I went, I'm just not going to plan. We're just hard for a thinker feeler. Imagine Sarah. Sarah saying this. I love the story of Sarah. Imagine her saying to you, it's not too late. It's not over yet. You're not too burned out. You're not too brokenhearted. You're not too broken. You're not too broke. Some of us say, I'm too broke. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's not too broke. When God is writing the script, it's never too late. I want you to think about that as you head into 2021. I believe Sarah would say to you, the promises in you when birthed are too great to count. Think about that. Hebrews 11.11 in the Passion Translation says this, Sarah's faith embraced this miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. Listen to this bit. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. I love that. The authority of your faith doesn't rest in you or me or some pastor or the church building. It rests in the one who made the promise. Why? Because he is faithful. God is faithful. 2021 might look messy right now. Guess what? God's still faithful. How good is that? I love the fact that Sarah, I love that wording in the Passion Translation. She tapped into his faithfulness. That's what I intend to do this year. I'm going to tap into God's faithfulness. And I know you are too, because you're city church people. Hallelujah. I want you to imagine Moses saying to you, you can do this. You really can. Moses was afraid to speak. He was afraid to lead. He was afraid to confront. But God used him, a murderer, a runaway. He can use you. He can use me. So I want you to imagine all these people, you're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses and they're testifying to the truth of God's faithfulness. Here's the challenge. If we want to go forward and do those things, this is what we need to do. And Hebrews 12.1 talks about it. This is the key scripture I really want you to get. If you don't get anything else, just love you to get this. The writer of Hebrews says, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Hebrews 12.1 in the Amplified. Stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. The original Greek word for weight here is ogikos and it means a bulk, a mass, a burden, an encumbrance. In other words, something we're not supposed to carry. Many of you are carrying things you're not supposed to carry. I know, I've, done, I've been there, I've done it. And Jesus says, why don't you just give those things to me? Why don't you just give them to me? You don't have to carry them. 
So this is my first point for today. I've got three points. You'll be pleased to know Pastor Ben. And they all start with the same letter, F. Love it. That's, that's how you write a sermon. Actually, it's really good. It helps you to remember. So my first point is this, fling it off. Everyone say, fling it off. Fling it off. Good. What unnecessary weight are you carrying that you need to fling off? What burden? What stuff are you carrying that you don't need to carry? You know, we can have this stuff that we're dragging around and it's like, you know, when you pack your bag, go to the airport, you're like, how did I get so much stuff in such a small bag? We're dragging this stuff around. And Jesus says, why don't you just give that stuff to me? (laughs) You don't need to carry it. So what might be in our bag? Let's have a look. Unzip it. Find out what's in here. What might be in here? Let's see. Can you relate to this one right now? Fear. That's a biggie. I feel like 2020, there was just an atmosphere of fear. And right now we're wearing masks. It kind of creates an atmosphere of fear, doesn't it? You know, the Christmas message is fear not. That's what the angels came and said to the shepherds. Fear not. Emmanuel, Ben talked about this, Mika talked about it. Emmanuel means God is with us. If God's with me, I have nothing to fear. I love this uh, quote from Anne Voskamp. She says that fear gives us only three choices. Either fight, some people want to argue and fight. Flight, some people want to run and hide in the cave or freeze. You know that feeling? I'm frightened, I don't know what to do, or just freeze. I did a bit of that in 2020. But this is what Anne Voskamp says, but hope knows we always have the choice of optimism, options, and optimising all things for good. How good is that? There's always a choice because of Christ, because of his hope. That's Romans 8, 28. So there's fear. How about this one? Anyone done a bit of this recently? little bit of worry you know years ago God really convicted me about this he said either you can keep worrying or you can give this stuff to me really worry is actually us wanting to be control freaks instead of surrendering it to God right when I surrender and let Jesus be king of the universe let him rule the world then I cease to rule and worry He's really in charge. When we think we're in charge, we're kidding ourselves, right? Again, Anne Voskamp says this. I love this. All worry dethrones God. All worrying makes me king and God incompetent. It's true, isn't it? So for me, having this condition, the intern who spoke to another doctor right before I had surgery said, oh, she'll probably have to have this every year. I felt like saying, hello, I can hear that. You haven't knocked me out yet. So I just had to make a choice. Either I'm going to let this thing, this condition, put fear and worry in me every day. I'm going to look up Dr. Google or I'm just going to trust Jesus. He's in charge. He knows my body better than any doctor or intern. And I love the doctors. I'm here because the doctors, because surgeons operated on me. God uses doctors. But Dr. Jesus, 
knows my body. He knows what's going on. He knows it better than anyone else. I want to encourage you, whatever is worrying you this year, as you go into the year, why not lay it down? Why not give it? What if we did this? Instead of carrying these things around, what if we made a decision to lay them at Jesus' feet? How would that look? How would that change your perspective? I know it's changed mine. I'm preaching to myself. It's a daily thing. In holy fear, Noah built an ark to save his family. In holy fear, I trust that God has my life in his hands. Amen. John 14.1 says this. This is Jesus' words to the disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. So it's a choice we make, isn't it? We can let our hearts be troubled or we can let Jesus rule. How about this one? Disappointment. Disappointments and regrets. Did you feel any disappointment in 2020? Did you feel any? <laughs> you, could, um, you could define disappointment as missed appointments, couldn't you? There were so many. All of us had so many missed appointments in 2020. Some of us lost loved ones. Some of us couldn't say goodbye to them in the normal way. We couldn't hug our families. We couldn't celebrate their lives within a context of a normal service. Maybe you missed a wedding or a graduation or a significant birthday party. But I wonder if we could turn this disappointment around. How would it look if we actually recognised it as an appointment with God? Because actually a lot of my disappointments I realised became an appointment with God. For me, the last, my dad's last days on earth were pretty traumatic Obviously incredibly traumatic for him, but for us as a family. And I was aware of some of the disappointments, some of the loss, a lot of the loss. But I was also aware of holy appointments with God when I met with my dad. Moments of grace and reconciliation. How could God turn around those disappointments to appointments with him? Because God is with us in our apparent disappointments. He's still there doing what only he can do. So in the mist and the fog of my grief, and I know many of you have also experienced grief this year, I was able to see some grace moments and some divine appointments with God. And I'm so thankful for those. How about uh, bitterness? Anyone felt some bitterness? Don't put your hand up. How about this one? Rage? Anyone experienced any road rage? Hopefully not. (laughs) How about this one? Brawling? Anyone fight someone for a roll of toilet paper? Again, don't put your hand up. Ephesians 4, 31 to 32 says this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind. This is a good verse for right now. Be kind. Everyone say be kind. Be kind. It's actually not hard to be kind. And compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So these are some of the weights that maybe we're carrying around. Fear, worry, 
disappointment, regret, bitterness, add your own things to the list of things you might be carrying around. And the writer of Hebrews and God today says, why don't you strip off those things? Why don't you give them to me? Why don't you let Jesus carry them? So that's my first thought. Fling it off, give it to Jesus. How about this next one? Fly forward. Everyone say fly forward. Hebrews 12.1, the second part of this verse says this. Let us run with endurance and active persistence that is the race that is set before us. So in order to fly forward, we have to first of all fling it off. So here's the thing. Life is a sprint, right? It's not a marathon. Actually, it's the other way around. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. Life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're in it for the long haul, right? So in order to do that, we need to let go of those weights, those things that are holding us back. And I want you to see this second bit, to run the race that is set before us. We're all in this together. I love that hashtag. Here's the thing. The writer of Hebrews is urging us to run with patience and to run into the appointment that God has set before us. Every one of us has a divine appointment, a divine destiny. And the path, I love what the Passion Translation says, the path already marked out before us. So you have a path, a destiny that no one else can run. Only you can do it. In order to do that, you need to fling off those things so you can fly forward. So fling it off, fly forward. Everyone say that. And my last point as we wrap up this morning is fix your focus. And I'm going to finish here. You know, 2020 has been a year of distractions, hasn't it? So many distractions. Social media, TV, radio, what people say. COVID is a genuine threat to world health. However, Jesus is still on the throne. And COVID's not bigger than Jesus, right? So... If we spent more time this year arguing with people about politics or um, angry and protesting in response to COVID, rather than spending time with Jesus, we probably got distracted, right? It's easy enough. It can happen to us all. Let me read this for you. Hebrews 12.2 from the Passion Translation. This is what the writer of Hebrews says. Look away from those things. Focus your eyes on Jesus. He birthed faith in you. He will lead you forth into faith's perfection. Follow his example. His heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. Imagine this, Jesus on the cross, his focus was actually on you. That was the joy set before him. It was you. It was all of us. And that's why he endured the cross He conquered its humiliation and now he sits down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and that he completed the task he was set to do. So I really feel in this season where fear and frustration is rife, let's keep first things first, right? Jesus, he's our first love. He's the reason that you're in this building this morning. You are the church. You brought his presence in. He's the reason you're here. Let's, let's not forget Jesus. Let's not let COVID and the worries of life take our eyes and our hearts off Jesus. 2020, as I wrap up today, 
it was a hard year. It was uncomfortable, but it was good because there was a shaking of the tree. There was a refining. There was an uprooting. And it reminded us what life is actually all about. For me, it reminded me of the sacredness of family, the joy of life, the privilege of just being able to breathe. Post-surgery, I can breathe again. Thank you, Jesus. The sacredness of friends, the beauty of belonging to a local church where you're planted, where God has planted you. That's what matters, right? Whether we have three-ply or two-ply or four-ply toilet paper, who cares? It doesn't matter whether you're first in the queue, last in the queue, whether you've got the latest iPhone, it doesn't matter. That won't matter in heaven. In the scheme of things, let's fix our focus on Jesus. So let me wrap it up, those three points. Fling it off. What do you need to throw off today? What unnecessary weight do you need to give to Jesus? What things might be tangling you up and holding you back? Fly forward. Remember, there's actually a pathway. You have a race, a pathway that God has put you in. You're not competing with the person next to you. There's a divine destiny for you, your own laneway. Fly forward, fling it off, fly forward and fix your focus. What are you focusing on this morning? What are you focusing on today? As Ray Andrew says, whatever gets your focus gets you. So um, would you let me pray for you as we finish up this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this moment right now. We thank you, Father God, for your promise to us. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. And we thank you, Lord, in 2021, as we start this year, Lord, Lord, we make a choice to throw off those weights, those things that will stop us running forward in our lane with our eyes fixed on you, Jesus. We make a choice to do business with you today, to deal with those things, to give them to you. We thank you, Jesus, that you died to set us free. You said we could run free in you, Lord Jesus. So we choose to do that today. We thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for your promise that your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, God, for grace, that unmerited favour of God, that your grace comes into every tiny space, every moment, that your grace goes with us. You go before us, you go behind us, you go beside us. And we thank you, God, that only you can do this. We give you praise. It's all about you. Beginning and end. Alpha and Omega. It's all about you, Jesus. We lay it at your feet, Lord. We trust you this year. I pray for every person watching online, every person in this room today, and the households that they represent. I pray, Lord, your favour, your blessing, and we thank you for your divine presence. Thank you, Jesus.